And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I'm down to dunk. And I'm down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shaco Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is J-Will, and I'm down to dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. We say this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleich. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Uh, I'm taking the week off. So this podcast is being recorded on Thursday, October 6th. I've got Alex Spears with me. We're just going to be answering a ton of TQs. I wanted to make sure that you weren't left in the desert right in the middle of the preseason with no content. So I'm going to be throwing this content at you guys. Uh, we're going to spread the TQ Q&A across Wednesday and Friday. Monday, you should have already heard Andrew Gaze on the podcast with me. So that uh, was a fun show. Uh, Al, what's up? What's up? Just talk to you. <laughs> Just talked to you we've hours talked. ago. Yeah, we've, we've talked a lot <laughs> recently. <laughs> uh, okay, first question we have comes from Sticky Wizard Zero Zero. Over on over or under highest scoring game for the following players. We'll just go to these one by one. Okay, Shea Gilgis Alexander thirty nine and a half over or under. Um. Hmm. 39 and a half. I mean, that's, that's a very good number. Yeah, it is. It's a I will number. say. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to quickly remember his career high. I know I can't do this for every single person, but I need to do it for Shay. Um, oh, that's why he chose it, because he scored 39 last year in a game against Houston. 42 points, February 24th, 2021, against the San Antonio okay. Spurs. Um. I'll I'll go over on that. Okay. I yeah. I mean, listen, we got a dirty forty. We did get a dirty forty. <laughs> so why can't we get uh, one for Shea? Yeah, I feel like maybe there's a there's more mouths to feed offensively than there were. There is for sure, but if we assume that his three point shooting is going to improve from last season, mm-hmm. maybe he could just have a game where he hits six threes and then he can get there, you know, his normal way. True. True. Uh, and he gets to the line a lot. That helps, too. He does. I will also take the over. I will also take the over. Uh, Josh Giddy, 25 and a half. For his season high. Season high. Yeah. Based on what I've seen in preseason, because assuming that uh, Shea is not going to be back for at least a couple games yeah, he, he will, at minimum. Yeah. Like minimum. The, the Josh Giddy that we've seen in preseason, if he's playing 35 minutes a game, I bet he has... I mean, 25 and a half is a good one because I wish you would have done 24 and a half because then I would feel like I don't know why that's such a big difference to me, but 25 <laughs> points 
sounds very doable 26 yeah. it's like wow that would be a huge game <laughs> uh, but I'll, yeah i'll still go over for getting yeah i'll hammer the over on that one i think you'll uh, are that. we gonna are we gonna go under on any of these no we're not trey okay. man 30 and a half didn't he have 30 points last year mm-hmm. if this were 35 <sighs> 30 if it was like 34 and a half yeah that's a that's a more difficult line i might go under but 30 and a half. 30 like, and a half. That's like easy. That's an easy over because I just believe in my heart of hearts that Trey Mann wants to score 30 in a game. And if you score 30, you can likely get 31. Yeah. The other thing about this team, and we kind of talked about it in the bold predictions when I made my super hot take that Shea would be the only one who score average over 15 points per game, which I believe you guys gave a scalding hot green bell pepper. <laughs> Uh, there's because there's so many guys that'll probably be hovering in those mid teens, like night to night. It's not like Katie and Russ are scoring, you know, 80 plus points all the time <laughs> together. You know, like there yeah. is going to be opportunities for a guy to have a hot night yeah. and just get going. Yeah. I mean, we saw it last year. I mean, this team, you know, won 20 whatever games and we still had multiple games where guys were having like super impressive scoring nights. Yeah. And that's, kind of because they will get the opportunity to do so. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like this is a little preseason optimism propaganda a little bit with taking the over on all of these, but to me... Hey, man, hey, hey man we'll, we'll look back at the end of the season and if we're wrong, we'll, we'll admit it. I'll admit it. <laughs> I'll own it. <laughs> um, okay, next question comes from Carl... Kenji 44 has your summers of Sam series changed your opinion about Sam Presti's genius is he overrated underrated even better than you thought or more prone to mistakes than you thought hmm I don't know if it changed at all because I lived through all of those summers mm-hmm. I mean I, I've been like a an adult for my entire Thunder fan <laughs> right. experience. Right. I think it might be different if I had been like some of our listeners who were like 10 yeah. uh, during parts of it. Like Mark Schindler. Yeah, Mark Schindler. Oh, he was so young. Such a young uh, Yeah, it, but because I was, you know, like 22 when this all started, I feel like I have some, I have a decent perspective on all those moves as we've gone through. So... You know, I think you can definitely make some, uh, what would you say, some criticisms about the the draft picks in the mid-teens Yeah, when they were so laser-focused on seemingly finding a very certain type of player and just just whiffing over and over again. Yeah. Um, I have less criticism it, about that, and I have more criticism about Sam filling the spots Feeling like the eighth, ninth, tenth spots on those Russ KD teams, yeah, and the Russ PG teams, where it was like they were always even. It's not even eight, nine, ten. It's really f- position five on yeah. the roster. Like they could never. There was always like such a weak link that had to play a lot of minutes. Like you had Derek Fisher it was like, man, Derek Fisher has to play way too much, and it's like, oh my gosh, how is Randy Foy having such a big role in this team? Like Corey Brewer, like what's going? On? Like it was always just that one spot. They were just yeah. always one wing short. At every but at the same spot. time, like going back to what I said at the beginning, like we felt that way the entire experience. So I, yeah, 
It didn't yeah, change I mean, how we felt. We knew that at the time. We were like, what are we doing here? Like, why is Corey Brewer so important right now? <laughs> I think I think the part that just became like magnified to me was, you know, th- there's this really slow build, which is what we're experiencing right now. Yeah. And then, but all of those moves were being made with the idea that Kevin Durant is going to resign in 2016. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when it felt like there was any chance that wasn't going to happen, all of a sudden we made all our all-in moves at once yeah. you know the trade for Ennis Cantor the trade for Dion Waiters all happening like right around the same time mm-hmm. and in retrospect like I wonder if you could go back what deals could have been possible a, a season or two prior mm-hmm. that might have pushed the team a little bit forward before they were ready but would have potentially given them would have op- op- you know creaked open that championship window just a little bit more just a few more percentage points um, because those moves in retrospect just felt like so rushed. Like we have to do something now because we only potentially have one year left mm-hmm. and we have a new coach coming in. Like that that final season was just like it was a it was a bad confluence of events. Yeah. Where everything kind of had to go right. And it and it almost did, <laughs> to be fair. Very close to going <laughs> yeah. all right. I I don't know. I mean, they've they've obviously the team's had a ton of success. I obviously this era of the thunder is still tbd we don't know what it's gonna look like here in two years or three years or whatever tbd dbt deborah buckets trivia (laughs) i um i am impressed with how he's led through like these different eras and and we we even not even not only the summers of sam but we went and looked at some of his like old pressers and it's like man he's just kind of the same guy all the way through for the most part so I was just impressed with his leadership through all these different eras of the Thunder. And, you know, if this era ends up working out really well and Chet's a great player and Shea's a great player and they get like one more great player and they're back in it, you know, it'll look even more impressive. Um, But to take, I mean, just to take the team from Russ and Serge and like just a bunch of dudes and like turn that into somehow turn that into Paul George and Mello and Russ. Like that was just that felt insane. <laughs> you know? Like that yeah. felt crazy. And it still is looking back. It was pretty crazy, even though that team underperformed. And a lot of that was, you know, bad luck with PG's injuries and then Russ kind of regressing, you know, from his MVP season. Um, but still like accomplishing all that they did in that time frame was kind of wild. So um, yeah, and I, I would say that the the downside of Summers with Sam is we're only focusing on one aspect of the GM job. It's obviously the the aspect that we're most interested in as fans. Mm-hmm. But as you learn more about the league and you start taking a big picture view, like the stability that has been present in a small market franchise that was you know just appeared in two thousand nine or two thousand eight, yeah. mm-hmm. like there's something to be said for Presti's role in that which of course is something that we're not going to talk about a ton because it's not super interesting to fans, but like he, he has played a role in the perception of this franchise totally separate from like whatever transactions the team's making and who they're drafting and all of that. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question at Gar Tharby. Gar. <laughs> How do you see my man, Josh Gideon SGA coexisting in the coming years? Uh, expect Whew. Giddy will level up from last season and the team 
looks fabulous with the ball in his hands. However, SGA is an uber-talented isolation scorer who needs the ball. I mean, it's the it's the defining question of this season for me, especially after Chet went out. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it just keeps getting delayed, you know? Like we had that that one magical game, which was the not plan A game yep. last year, where Shea played amazing. I think he scored over 30 points. Josh played amazing. We had that post-game presser. Then they didn't play again the rest of the season. <laughs> and then he gets hurt. And we, of course, he's not going to play in Summer League. And then he, Shea gets hurt and we don't see it in preseason. Yeah. It's like we just keep waiting to get some more data points on this because I still have a huge question as to like, that was a change. That last game that we saw them together, that was a change. And obviously it was a change because of the way Shea responded in the postgame presser. Mm-hmm. It represented a change in approach for him as well. And so is that going to be the default going forward? Or is, is it going to be like kind of a, a mixture of what, what we've seen? I, d- I don't know. And that's why it's super interesting. And that's why I hope Shea gets back as soon as possible so we can just start getting some minutes with these guys together. I mean, they I don't, I don't remember how many minutes they exactly played together last year. I think it was like five. I don't want to say a number because it could be way off. In my head, it's 500. But it may, it may be more or less than that. Yeah. So in that game, Shea was 32, f- two rebounds, five assists. And Giddy was 15, 9, and 6. It was a fun game. It was a very fun game. They lost by 20. Uh, <laughs> okay, I didn't remember that part. They lost by 20 to the Suns. Um, I didn't remember that. All either. right, all right, all right. Well, the, can you name the other three starters? If you can, I'll be like... Very will you tell me the date again? The date? This was February 24th, 2022. Uh, was Bay's back starting? Yes. All right. That's good for me. Um, Kenrich would have been out. Uh, Wiggins? Yeah, almost there. Okay. One more. Oh, my gosh. Um, And then probably like Diakite or something. No. Oh, who, who was the center? Faves. Oh, it's Favors. Okay. Yeah. Favors played 17 minutes in that game. Shots favors. I don't remember him getting minutes that late in the season. But uh <laughs> don't either. Good for him. <laughs> Good job, Derek. Poku in that game too. A little foreshadowing for the future. 13 points, seven boards. Wow. Yeah. That's Interesting. The big three. It's pretty good. Yeah, our big three were awesome in that game. Um okay. This is from Austin Woolish. The year is 2025, and the Thunder just made the Western Conference Finals. Who is starting, benched, traded, and cut? (laughs) Look into the future. That's a lot. Look into the future. First four guys, starting, benched, traded, or cut. 2025? 2025. That's two years from now. Yeah, to be clear. That's Chet's second season. That's right. Uh, Dort. Starting, think bench, starting, okay. You say starting? Uh, I mean, so what I would say is I feel confident Chet, Shea, Giddy. I mean, not confident. I'm talking about a Western Conference Finals appearance in 2025. But uh, <laughs> under the, this hypothetical, those three, whoever they draft this season, mm-hmm. I'm going to say they're a starter. I'm going to say they're a starter. Okay. In fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you who the person is. Hmm. 
I'm going to go Derek uh, Whitehead. Oh, okay. Guy from Duke. Yeah. I believe. Come back from I hope I said his name right. Yes, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah, because he's a shooter. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. I'd rather be Cam Whitmore, but that's okay. Uh, well, he was already taken. Sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think of someone who might be in this range. I'm too afraid that Cam Whitmore is going like third. He could. Um, he could very well. What about uh, ba- Thompson Twins? You into the Thompson Twins? Uh, I don't know. Can Potentially. You <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm into them, but the the trying to imagine them on this Thunder team, mm-hmm. um, I'm having a little trouble right now. Yeah. But as I learn more about them, I'm sure some smart draft guy will talk us into it by the end of the season. I'm in Thompson feels like a Thunder guy because he's yeah. a six seven point guard. Um, and then I guess for now you would say Dort. That's that's why I, I mentioned Whitehead because I was just like, dude, if, if this is really a Western Conference Finals team, like I, I there needs to be another like legit shooter in that starting there's lineup. Gotta, yeah, there's got to be for some, for me to imagine choice. that this is real. Yeah. Well, so Austin wants you to. You tell we're going to go through these guys. Let tell me if you think that they're starting bench traded or cut Dort. So we'll say start. Trayman. Bench. J Dub. Bench. Wiggins. Please bench. <laughs> Poku. Please. How deep is your bench? Bench. <laughs> what? That's. Okay, so now that's our 10-minute rotation. If these are, if Poku's on the bench. Jang. Bench. 11-minute <laughs> rotation. JRE. Oh, man. Okay, go to the next question. This is too hard, Andrew. I think how, how, am I supposed, how am I supposed to have an opinion on whether Usman Jang is going to be playing minutes in the 2025 Western Conference Finals? The point, the, I think the point of his question, which I don't know if it's the point of his question, but the a potential point of his question is just uh-huh. that there's a lot of guys that we value today. For sure. That can't be there's... playing in the Western Conference Finals in 2025 when we, when we get there. Unless they are, because we're running like super short minutes where we start playing like a European team. Everyone, no one's oh. playing above like 25 minutes a game. Now that that's maybe, see, maybe, maybe that that's what, is the future. That's the future. It's they just get 15 guys that can all play and they just and so you run. You always have someone who's like super ready to go, super fresh. And then you just close with the five guys that your best guys that are all fresh and ready to go, and you just pummel teams. This is the future. Honestly. This That's is, exciting to me. This is the future. And, and maybe a necessity. <laughs> um, ben Kiesling, seeing the success of the 2020-2021 Suns team, do you think the Thunder had a route to the finals had they treated the 2020 offseason differently? I was stoked for the Summers of Sam 2020 version, and it didn't happen. Crying <laughs> emoji, crying emoji. Um, We'll save it. We'll because save it. I do think... We're a little too close to it. We are. I feel like like 2019 is a whole other timeline. Yeah, where, that I can think about now. 2020 is that's like that just happened. Let us get through one know. more Poku season, and then yeah, I, I need different. a little more distance. Yeah. from that. Yeah, if I'm being honest. Now that's also an excuse just because we didn't do it. But um, could they have? I, I mean, I don't think they would have made the finals because you you have to acknowledge that 
the Suns' core that they had. Like, if you want to say Shea is equivalent to Booker, fine. He's not, if you but fine. Say. But fine. But, like, DeAndre Ayton, who was huge for them. Yeah. Like, there was no DeAndre Ayton on that, on that Thunder team. Steve-O? Oh, man. Okay, so are you going to tell me that they would have made the finals? I don't know. I don't know. So there were also weren't there contracts that were up like they would have had to like re-sign guys that summer. I don't I don't know. I I've never really played this out in my head. I mean they would have had to re-sign Schroeder, I think. Uh-huh. Well no, they traded him. You know, he had another year. Never mind. No. They would have been good. So they could have just run it back. I mean, the only reason why I'm interested in this hypothetical now is because it would have pushed the timeline forward a year to where this upcoming draft would would feel like the way we felt about last year's draft. Mm-hmm. Where like now this this draft this year kind of feels like it'd be awesome if we get great odds. Yeah. But I, I'm kind of seeing them in like the six to seven range, which again is fine. They could they could jump up. Whereas like last year going into it, I was feeling much more hopeful like we could get bottom three odds. Like let's yeah. go. Yeah. Let's yeah. do this. Yeah. So if they had run it back an additional year I now this Wemby draft would have been the way we felt about last year's draft. And that, that would be very exciting for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the part that we're not taking into account is that I don't think Chris Paul wanted to be here. I think the plan, long I think term. The, yeah, the plan was always for Chris to play one year and then go to a place that he wanted to go. So, and I don't think you could have sold him based on them having a first round exit. Yeah. Against the Houston Rockets, that this is a finals team. Yeah, Gallinari was the guy that would have that needed a new deal. Gallo, yeah, okay. And yeah. like, remember, Gallinari on that team scored eighteen points a game. That's wild. He was eighteen five and two for the Thunder. Yeah, he shot forty percent from three on seven attempts per game that season. Wow. I mean, they for sure would have been. And remember, when he went to Atlanta, he started having a lot of injuries again, which was yeah. his whole story for his career. Yes. So like, there are no guarantees that that team would have come back and been, they would have had to be significantly better than they were that year before Mm -hmm. the year when they went out in the first round. Yeah. It is interesting though. You do wonder about guys like Bays because Bays was a guy who worked. He made a lot of sense on that team. Yeah. 30 as a rookie. Yeah. 34.8% from three. Um, and then shot but also but the bigger thing is that his role was like very confined and so if you further you have another year of development in that role instead of what did happen the next year which is Bay's taking six threes a game or whatever i i wonder how that changes his trajectory he only shot 29 percent from the corners that rookie well so that was all above the break that he to get up to 34 Mm -hmm. wow um, you also wonder about like the Billy Donovan aspect. Has Billy stayed around another year? Because I think Billy was a big part of of boxing in base. Yeah. You know. So does that mean like we wait? Because like Mark and Billy's the way that they coach is very different, you know. And it, it was and diff- that, they would have had to sign him to a new deal too, because that would have been that was his fifth year, right? I believe so. So I mean, there's just a lot of things that were up in the air. That yeah, that it sounds like you would have had to like really go in, yeah, on that team. It, it's it wouldn't have been as simple as just running it back. Yeah. Like you would have had to, if you had to sign Billy Donovan to another deal. I mean, that's a big decision. Yeah, yeah. I 
I don't know. The, I don't think they're as good as those Suns teams. Those Suns teams, the thing about Phoenix when they, the year they made the finals is that, man, that they just fit so perfectly. Like Mikael Bridges is another piece of that puzzle that we're not talking about. Like the Thunder don't have a Mikael Bridges. <laughs> you know, they didn't then, they don't now, you know, have a guy like that. Um, they had Jay Crowder. They had Cam Johnson. Like they just, it was just like all these pieces. Like yes, this this all fits together. They had Sharich most of the season, who was great for them. Um, what's funny is they both teams had Abdul Nader. Ooh, that's the secret sauce. That's the secret sauce, Chris and in Abdul. Um, yeah, I don't think they would have, I, and I don't think Stephen Adams and Aiden are equivalent. I mean, Aiden was fourteen and ten that season and just like an absolute beast at the rim. And we all know like Steven is a great player, but he would always play worse toward the end of the season. And did and like since 2016 didn't ever really have a great playoffs. Um so I don't know. It's fun to it's fun to think about though. It is. Uh fire up see. 2K, fire up 2K, let us know what happened. Let us know. Let us know. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it was time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. 
Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. At Tony underscore mnemonic, what does Usman Jang have to prove to crack the rotation before the All-Star break? Whew. I say nothing. Yeah, I don't think he has to prove anything. Although, I think that if Mark felt comfortable playing him at the four, yeah. it would be a quicker path to minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm of the opinion that it's nothing that Usman has to do to prove it. What I do think needs to happen is I need to trade Darius Baisley. Yeah, if we get into the season, and even if like Bays is getting like 10 to 15 minutes a night and Us is not playing, yeah, th- that's where you're like, what? I mean, no. What's the point? Yeah. What are we, what are we do? What are we doing here? Because yeah, can you? Is there a world where you think Darius Baisley is playing on the team a year from now? Uh, I mean, I'll I'll say yes, just because it does feel like they've invested a lot of time into him, and they just benched him for Poku. They did bench him for Poku, but they also have invested a lot into Poku. I don't know. I I would I would definitely be surprised if he is still on the team going into next season. Yeah, I don't. But I don't want to completely so. rule it out. Just that means he has a new contract with the Thunder. Not necessarily. He could be on a qualifying offer. Oh gosh, have the Thunder ever done that? Had a player on the qualifying offer? Uh, it doesn't happen that often. Especially like coming off the first deal. I, I, I doubt it's it's still like a new deal, kind of. What do you mean? Well, they just bring it, they decide to bring him back on the qualifying. Oh, offer. right. Well, you know who they did it with? Dion Waiters, but then they pulled the qualifying offer, and that's right. when he went to Miami. Right. So that was about as close as we got. Yeah. But you initiate the qualifying offer in hopes that you get a new deal done. Most guys don't just take it. Yeah, I remember like Greg Monroe taking it. Greg Monroe took it. I don't remember how it worked out for him. Probably not well. Um, so I would be surprised. I don't think Usman needs to prove anything. I think just the fluidity that he has, the way that he defends, I think he deserves a shot to play, period, the end. That's it. Like there's not guys, there's like just a handful of guys that are seven feet tall that can move like that. Yeah, the only thing I wonder is, because we've seen this with uh, guys in the last few years, although the difference would be that Jang is the highest pick out of all of them. But, you know, Trey played some minutes in the G League last year. Poku obviously has had multiple stints he'll play in the with, G he'll League. He'll play some in the G League. I don't think he belongs in the G League, but he'll play some in the G League. I just wonder if, like, this first month or something, he'll or, or early in the season, he'll get, mainly G League time. And then as the season goes on, they bring him back and yeah. he starts getting regular rotation minutes. That's That could very well happen. I'm sure that they have a plan already that's just like cemented. They're like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. Here's what you can expect. Here's how we're going to carry it out. Tweet it out. Tweet it out. Then we wouldn't have to answer this question. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Let um, us know. Yeah, I, I don't think he has to prove anything. I think he's the 11th pick. He looks... F- Fluid, he's giant. He's so he is so let, tall. Let him play against the best guys. Let him play against the best guys. Let him prove himself because we get to next year. I don't know that there's 
there's going to be pressure on the team next year. Like, there's no pressure now. This is why you play Usman Jang. It's because, like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, develop. Let's let's get the let's get some. That's de- a great point. Some developmental minutes for you because when there's expectations, and if he's not ready, like, how are you supposed to know? Like, you play Darius. I just feel like it, I. No disrespect. Like Darius needs a new situation. He's not what this team wants. He's not the quick decision maker. He's not the guy that's going to get into action and and move the ball and move fluidly throughout the offense. He's just not that guy, and that's okay. He needs a defined role. He needs to be on the Sixers. He needs to be on the Mavericks. He needs to be on the Warriors. He needs to be on a team where he can stand in the corner and shoot open threes or play defense. Like those he need that's what he needs. He needs to be on the Clippers. He doesn't need to be on the Thunder where it's just like free flowing, everybody gets a chance, everybody's gra- grabs the ball and moves. He that's not him. And that's okay. I think he's an NBA player, but he needs to be on a different team. How about how about this? Based on our previous conversation, Phoenix Suns. Yeah, Phoenix would be a great place for him. Reunite with Chris Paul, play backup 4 minutes. Do it. They're, they're, they're losing Jay Crowder. Do it already. Do it already. Send us back Abdul Nader. That'd be fine. I don't really care what the Thunder get, what the Thunder get back. I mean, as far no, as like, you make you make a good point that like if you're not a hundred percent committed to a guy for next season, it's not worth investing in them anymore at this point. No, because there are guys on this roster who you will need next season when the pressure is going to be ramped up. And this is like probably your last year where it's going to be pretty like lazy, laid back in terms of the fans perspective. Like we're not going to be super on the team or anything. But coming into next year, like I've talked about Detroit, like I feel like Pistons fans should feel this way. Like I want to see progress. Yeah. Next year, please. And we will be talking about that a lot through next offseason. And so, yeah, get the guys the playing time now that you think you're going to need next season. Yes. Uh, okay. That's all for this for part one. We'll have a part two coming at you guys on Friday. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you guys are enjoying Thunder Basketball. It's back for real next week. So we'll have fresh podcasts for you then. Uh, be sure to go to our Twitter account at down to dunk, or you can go to my Twitter account at Andrew K select and find the link for down to dunk night. Click on that. Buy yourself a ticket. Join us in Oklahoma city for the game on November 3rd against the Denver nuggets. going to be an absolute blast. Get the chance to be on the thunders court, shoot a half court shot, possibly win courtside seats. Be very fun. So be sure to join us there. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll talk to you guys again on Friday. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.